Welcome to the Atomic Podcast. Everyone's guest is reality television star Rachel from Love After Lockup. stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast and here is your host of the show Efren guzman intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast coming to you live from genoa city wisconsin where i blow up the news on a verbal scale i am your host Efren guzman my guest today she is what well, was on the show, Love After Lockup on Wee TV, Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Rachel. Rachel, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? And thank you for having me. No, I'm doing good myself. Um, reality, what, what you want like, do you, do you consider yourself a reality star or, or just a regular person who was just on a reality TV show? Like, what do you consider yourself now? Yeah, more than anything. Yeah, I would just say I was just a, uh, somebody once called me a celebrity. I had to slow them down. I said, whoa, 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 no, no, no. I was just a glorified moron that spent 15 minutes on the television. That was really about it. <laughs> Glor- yeah, I'm just your average person that just said, okay, sure, let's try this out. Yeah. Oh, but you know, but you have it. You know, I don't look average on the show. <laughs> you have an um, interesting background. Like, you know, tell the audience where you're from and um, just just your whole um, like gr- growing up and whatnot. Yeah. So I always kind of grew up in the uh, Metro Detroit area, and I was I did four years in the Marine Corps. Wow. I lived a pretty quiet life up until I started just dating a little bit. Uh, out of society's norm um you know i am a mom myself um but i don't you know talk put him on the show he had no no need to be on uh, a messy show like that and i've already um out of that mm-hmm. in previous interviews but uh other than that yeah i just uh i had a a little bit of a reckless dating trend <laughs> that i guess uh People want to watch on TV, so I, I somehow I fit the demographic, yeah. and just uh, I, I took the risk. Yeah. It wasn't my idea, though. <laughs> Before we get into that, four, four years in the Marine Corps, um, what made you decide to do that? You know, that's like a, a, a big, a big commitment. Like, what made you decide that the military was your interest? That's a really good question. Um, honestly, uh, I was a high school student at the time. And before anything else, you know, like my college, like I had always loved the military. I was always incredibly, you know, interested in the military. I, you know, I didn't really see myself doing the college route. And right around that time, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, 9-11 had happened. And I was 17. And I was just like, you know, like, what is this? I don't know what this is, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know what I was even, you know, joining up for, signing up for, but I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do my part. So um, my parents had to help sign a waiver for me just so that I could join. And yeah, right after that, shortly thereafter, I was in boot camp and I was out running. That was, that was pretty much it, but that was my reasoning why I chose the Marine Corps. I think it's because I wanted the challenge. Um 
I wanted to do something different, and I've always been that way. Uh, my parents could tell you that, you know, Rachel, I don't think does anything <laughs> by the book or normal. I'm always doing the stuff that it's like, oh, my God, like, why would you want to do that? Who does that? Yeah. Like, that's probably the most common phrase I've heard throughout my entire life is, who does that? So, <laughs> And I'm still being consistent with that today. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah. Um, how has it molded you to the person you are now? Like, are you, like, very strict and disciplined? I'm sure your bed is made every morning or whatnot. Like, are you very, like, disciplined in many aspects in your life? Ooh. God, I wish. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I kind of left a lot of wonderful traits that the military does instill in people when I left, you know, because yeah. I don't want to run 10 miles anymore. I don't, uh, I don't. I don't want to be on the treadmill with a gas mask, you know, like I'm just going <laughs> to do my little thing and, you know, like, um, I learned a lot of like, you know, survival things or shooting skills and uniform stuff and, um, just other like military combat training stuff, NBC thing, things that I don't need really like as much in my day to day life, but. Um, I, I'm grateful for like the travel and the camaraderie and the experiences. It's just a different experience, you know, like, um, you know, you're going to be put in situations where you're tested mentally and physically and to know that as a minority in there, you know, as a woman, because there's only, you know, 6% of the Marine Corps is female. It might even be smaller now, I'm not sure. But uh, knowing, I guess, that I was able to accomplish that with men, you know, twice my size, you know, it was a big accomplishment for me. And to not be looked at, like, oh, well, she's a girl. She can't do what we're doing. It was, no, she's a Marine, too, and she's doing what we're doing. So I did, uh, you know, earn a lot of respect for that. So I, I'm grateful for my time, but, you know, four years was enough for me. It's, you know, it was enough time for me to do something else. Yeah. So you don't, like, drop down and do 50 every morning before you get up or whatnot? Like, <laughs> not training like that? <laughs> Four years is a pretty long time, so that's, you know, and then without quitting and sticking it all the way through, so, you know, that's, kudos to you. Not everybody could do that. Thank you. No, no problem. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely no quitting, and there's no being soft, and there's no, um, you know, complaining in that environment. You just do what you gotta do when you're told to do it, and, you know, tough it out, I guess. Yeah. Did you feel that you missed out a lot being in the military or when you came back, you was able to catch up on like, you know, your regular life routine? Yeah, that's a, that, that's another good question. Like, so like being gone, my first vacation was in Okinawa. So I missed out on like, you know, um, current technology or things that were going on here, movies and such, but oh, wow. nothing that I consider really like missing out, you know, cause for me, I felt like I was, Everybody else was missing out because here I was in a whole other country, going to other country, doing things that some people, you know, have never seen or been able to do. So I was really just having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> How was um growing up like for you? You had a great childhood early on? Yeah, yeah, always. Like, I, I mean, we always, 
like me and my friend, I have a sister too. Like we just always just did normal things, you know, like being in the Midwest, you have your, your one <laughs> vacation to, you know, up north and then you pick apples in the fall and carp pumpkins, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, we, we always celebrate holidays together, just a small tight knit family, you know, always involved in sports. I did well in school, like, I never got in trouble, like, I don't, I don't really have, like, you know, the same dynamic as some of the people that I dated, you know, mm-hmm. who come from uh, different family dynamics. Yeah. Are you a person so, who loves, being in the Midwest, are you a person who loves camping? Yes, yes, and do? I do have a camper, yep. <laughs> How's that? See, I think everybody yeah. in the Midwest has a camper, Jesus. <laughs> They're like, well, you're a Marine, you should be in a tent. Um, no. <laughs> I need something that has, you know, temperature control because my mosquito-biting tent sleeping on the dirt days are over. Thank you. <laughs> no, like no, when, you, you. when you left the military and came back, what was the first thing you did as a normal civilian? Do you remember, like, the first thing you did when you got out? Um, yeah, it's, it's a culture shock because, you know, there's not people there's no formation and like you know so you know four thirty, five o'clock in the morning is do what other civilian people do and honestly i think i just slept and did nothing for like a month at home and my dad's like you know when are you gonna get a job when are you gonna do stuff with your life i'm like can i just be a bum for like a month please like <laughs> i was waking i worked seven days a week you know 24 hours a day you know they work they make sure to get your work out of you you know when you're in the military you know so mm. if you work 15 18 or you don't even get to go home you're still on post for 45 or you know 48 hours you know like i was tired yeah. <laughs> you know to just have nowhere to be nothing to do for you know a couple of weeks yeah but i went to school shortly there afterwards and um you know, eventually, you know, got a job and whatnot, so. Yeah. Did you feel like the military made you a self-sufficient woman, or was was you already self-sufficient before you even went to the military? I, I would say that I was already pretty self-sufficient, like, because that's how my dad always taught my, you know, my sister and I to be, like, you know, never depend on a man, make your own life, do your own things, you know, like, I don't, I don't I think that's just because of the way that he was brought yeah. up and raised, you know, not, you know, not having that support he just wanted us to be that way and he still is that way now oh really <laughs> you know was making sure that um you know we're always doing what we're we have what we need to be self-sufficient like you know christmas would be cool if i didn't get like soccer wrenches and stuff like crap that i don't really know how to use you know like <laughs> like oh thanks cool i didn't know i needed that yeah. Oh, thanks for the hacksaw. I'm gonna go saw something now. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I think that's like a regular Midwest thing to do, right? Like, here, here's some tools or whatnot. You yeah. Know, I don't even right, have. Yeah, here's a, here's a new drill. Like, yeah. okay, cool. I don't know where to put that. You see, because it's, it's hard for me, because I'm a city boy myself, so I don't even have none of those things yet. So, like, it's hard for me to realize, like, I can't call maintenance to come fix something, whereas, like, either you know somebody or that's going to help you fix it yourself, or you look at an instruction right. manual and try to look it up and whatnot. So it's just so different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, part of me, you know, because I'm kind of lazy, I'm just going to be like, well, maybe I should have then <laughs> <laughs> it just incentivizes him to come to my house to help to teach me how to do something, whatever it is that we're doing, you know? So I'm yeah. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> 
So, like, so you and your sister had a great childhood, and, like, um, was your sister in the military as well, or she didn't join the military? No, no, yeah, I was the only person, like, in my immediate family to ever be in the military. Like I said, I'm always the, the black sheep of the family where, like, <laughs> Rachel's doing something that nobody understands. Yeah. Oh, man. See, but that's good. Like, everybody, you know, everybody has their own you know, niche, everybody has their own thing to do. So that was your thing. And that's awesome. And, um, yeah, no problem. And, um, how did you miss military went onto reality television for we TV, um, with love after lockup, you know, there's love after lockup life after lockup. Um, how did you get involved in that? Like what made you decide you wanted to be involved in that reality? People see in your life. <laughs> Um, honestly, yeah, I, I don't watch reality TV. I don't really watch TV. But my husband, or my ex-husband, had, you know, wanted to be on the show so bad, you know, and while he was incarcerated, it was just constantly bugging, like, you know, I want to do this show. They got a show, like, you know, we, they, we could film, they could film us, and, you know, because, you know, we're going to be such a great couple, right? And, um... I was like, you, do you know what the show looks like? Because I watched a couple of episodes before then, and that's when I was like, mm, no, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, I have, like, a decent reputation, and, you know, doing this show is going to um, make it look not good. Yeah. So it wasn't until the final time he asked me, he was contacted by a casting call uh, person from uh, Sharp Entertainment, was like, oh, look, it's a sign. They contacted me. You know, we got to do this. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Forget it. You only live once. I guess I can only be roasted on a massive platform like once, right? Like, I mean, not everybody gets to have that experience. Why not? <laughs> True. And so that is why we did it. I called. You do the interview. They ask you these questions. Like, I, I mean, how hard is it? <laughs> I, I'm like. I remember asking my producer that. I'm like, how hard is it to, to like, choose a cast member for this show? You know, like, how many, I mean, I, I can't be the only person out there dating inmates, but apparently there's there's quite a lot. There's quite a few. Yeah. Like and I, they liked my story because I was, like, a repetitious mess with it. So <laughs> I really shined in those auditions. Wow. But, no, but you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people, like, especially if, like, they're, um, like, if, if the person who's in jail looks a certain way, I think there was this, I forgot this guy that looks like this guy who was in jail was a black guy, but he had like green eyes. Remember? Like there was a lot of girls that were into him and writing him. I forgot his name though. Yeah. But do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I think, it, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it, it's like, I mean, it, people don't realize that it's not just Rachel who's in the visiting room, you know, there's attorneys dating inmates, there's, there's police officers, you know, there's a, there's a whole slew of people who keep those types of relationships in secrecy. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you see why, because people are like, you know, how fucking dumb can you be, yeah. you know, watching it? And yeah. so, I, therefore, like, I get it, and I understand it, but there's also some people who do make it, you know? Um, yeah. You know, you don't see it as often, but... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it, there's all kinds of people living that life. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people watch it too because it's like it's it's almost like sometimes you're watching a train wreck like you're like all right, my life is not so bad because you see people with yeah. <laughs> different things like all right, I'm not that bad off, you know? Like there's situations where you like holy shit, like there's a lot of like you know this show and like 90 Day Fiance with people with their issues and whatnot, you're like, okay, you know, that my life doesn't look so bad now, you know? So it's like, I think That's people, 110% true. Yeah, like people, like me as a TV viewer, like I can relate to it. Like, I, like if I have my own personal issues at home and whatnot and I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, it's not so bad, you know? Like if they're going through this shit, like uh, I'm a little bit better off. Probably, probably I am in some aspect of whatnot, you know? So like, you know, people, well, I don't know if people do it. I always watch something. I always compare it to my own life. Like, all right, how can I be this way? Or, or damn, I'm not that bad off, you know, or whatnot. So like when, oh yeah, you know, having the cameras in your face and whatnot, having it in your house, like, how did you like manage? Like, that's got to be something because this is your first experience doing it is like, did you feel like everybody's all up in your crack, all up in your business? Like what the hell's going on? Like, do you feel weird at first? Like, yeah. It is really weird at first, like, because I didn't know what to expect. Like, oh, camera crew will be there at 7 or 8. Jesus. I'm thinking, oh, so probably, like, you know, two people, three people. <laughs> and I answer the door, and I'm like, there's eight cars in my street. I don't, I mean, maybe the neighbors are having a birthday. No, they're definitely not having a birthday. Okay, yep, they're coming to my house. Okay, yep, yep, all those people, like, 12 15 people, lots of people, more than I anticipated. And then I'm like, you know, watching everything that they have to do, and I'm just like, wow, yeah. that's a lot of work. Like, you know, and then you you got your microphone, and you got, you know, it's just such a different experience that, um, yeah, you really don't realize it as a viewer, but now I'm just like, wow, that, was, that must have been a lot of work. You know, like, there's a lot that goes into it, and... I just didn't, but you know, and, and they're long days too, you know, you don't, you know, you film like all day, you know, 12, 16 hour days, they're, they're long and yeah, people do look, they watch, like, well, what do they got going on over there, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, you stick out like a sore thumb and uh, you just kind of go through all the motions with it, with, with everything that you got going on, there's no, um, there's no privacy, you know, when when you're filming, and I, I learned that quickly. <laughs> like, you know, because when you when you keep the microphone on your body and you're doing stuff, or you know, you're taking a break or having lunch, like anything you talk about, you know, they still hear all that stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so if I could use the bathroom, I should. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I could do this better. <laughs> we all could, because everybody hears everything, you know. Yeah. Like, well... yeah, you know, Rachel, you can take that off if you have to use the bathroom. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. I didn't realize it was still running. Can't we just turn this thing off? So we... I don't think anybody wants to hear me in there. What about, like, like if you got a okay. fuck? what about if you got a fart or you got to take a shit or he's just like, you know. Oh, I'm going to hear it all. I'm going to hear it all. Absolutely. <laughs> and if I would just, like, you know, the poor sound guys, you know, trying to eat his cheeseburger and it's like, wow, someone's in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, it's man. It's different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. When you watched the show, did you ever think to yourself that, like, this is something you wanted to do? Or it was just like, you know, I know your your boyfriend at the time made you want to do it. But, like, did you, you, like, did you watch the show, like, as a fan? Like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool or whatnot? 
No, I never watched it. I, I was never, like, um, like a fan of watching this. I mean, like I said, I don't really watch TV anyways, but, like, I was watching it, and I would get anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this all looks really, really bad, but this can't be me because I think I have a really good relationship, right? Yeah. But, like, right before it aired, I was getting tons of, like, anxiety because I knew, like, there's no way anything I do or say is going to come out good. And I knew that. I knew that, and I knew there was going to be a lot of public backlash, you know. Wow. Did you get and that? Did you like, get a lot of backlash? Oh, yes. Wow. God, yes. So much. That, to the point, I knew that, like, Rachel does not need certain social media platforms, like Reddit, or I don't need to be on YouTube. I don't need to read comments. I don't need to be on Twitter. I don't, you know. But, you know, I saw the amount of, like, memes or people making fun of my face making fun of my image it, you know it's just they love tearing you apart wow. all the people who hate their own lives they just love to tear you apart because you're on tv you know they're like oh what are these fucking idiots oh my god she's so ugly yeah. oh my god that was so disgusting she's so disgusting she's so stupid like I, I think i've heard it all wow and um yeah I, nothing can really prepare you for that like that type of backlash you know like yeah but you become stronger in the end, so I, I guess uh, I can't completely complain, you know, to make myself feel better. <laughs> yeah. Because I had so many memes that were made out of me. I'm like, I'm literally neck to neck to the guy on TV that has no neck. Oh, Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. I'm like, I think he and I got about like the same amount of memes. Wow. So I would like look on his page and stuff and I'm like, okay, so he gets the hate too. I'm yeah. not alone, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I needed to tear myself up, yeah. as messed up as it sounds, you know, I'm like, okay, so everybody gets hate, it's okay. Yeah. What does that do to you, though, like, 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 did that fuck you up mentally? Like, see, like, like I, I, I can't even imagine, because I've never been on a show, but I mean, that's gotta, like, in a way, fuck you up mentally, like, oh my god, these people are fucking insulting Absolutely. me, like, you, you know, wow. Absolutely, and then it's like, they're only getting bits and pieces of what was... What, what made it to TV, you yeah. know what I mean? So then they have their formulated opinions of you and the way that, you know, camera and lighting and angles of my, you know, my image and stuff from that show. Like, I mean, yeah, they did me kind of dirty. Uh, I give them that because, you know, it, it, it's whatever, you know, it's whatever that they do or how they do what they do, like, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a tough thing to... It's like dealing with, it's not like dealing with 10, 12 bullies that have got like, you know, thousands or tens and thousands of people, um, you know, expressing their opinion or creating their memes, which by the way, some of them actually were really good, to, you know, to their defense, because here I am, I remember making the content, but through the eyes of a viewer, I think that's where I had to get that perspective to be like... Yeah, I can see why they decided to make a meme of my 20 different facial expressions. Yeah. Because that's all they cared to show. Yeah. Or elaborate on, you know, like. Yeah, like, do you have, like, what what, what, what was your worst meme and what was your favorite meme, if you could recall? I think the worst meme, <laughs> the worst meme I think I've seen when I was brave enough to look. I mean, if I type in, like, Hashtag Rachel, whatever it is, like when I was feeling brave, it's like just takes the wind out, and you're like, oh god, that's really bad. Like, 
But then it's like, okay, that's fine. But anyway, so my worst name I'd say I was compared to Danny DeVito from Batman Forever, you know, when he was the Penguin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I think my favorite one is the one where I look like Spike from Land Before Time. That oh. one's my favorite. Oh, my God. Like, you... that one, I would absolutely make a T-shirt out of and wear it. Or, like, a coffee mug. And drink from it, oh. but there's actually a, a lot of good ones, and I saved all the good ones. You got to send it to me. I, I have to see them. Know? You got to send it to me. I got to see them. I oh my god, yeah, they're news. all over my Instagram too. But I think there's more. Oh my god, because I've I've seen like memes from like <laughs> I've seen like the Big Ed memes and whatnot, and all these other memes from like the other you know other people on the show, other couples and whatnot, and then like the other people from. Seasons from Love After Lockup, like the most popular memes or whatnot. It's just like, oh my god, it's just crazy how people have so much time and then they could like, in you know, yeah, you know, sync them with a person or a character or whatnot. You know, it's it's crazy. But like, you know, that's right. Oh, they are dedicated. Yeah, they're very dedicated. Their time and thought and creativity goes very. Um, it's definitely unnoticed. You know, not you know, yeah. or not unnoticed. I mean, that's right. You know. Some of the stuff is pretty good, and yeah. their work is quite decent. I can't lie. Some yeah. of them. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you have a lot of suitors as well, <laughs> besides people that... No. No? You don't? Oh. Uh-uh. Nope. Really? Oh, wow. I, you I, would, know, I, I would think th- Rachel's in a hiatus, and I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I'm not going to lie. I give up. I just... Really? I don't know. I need, like, an animal farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. Our kids and animals, I quit. You know? Kids. I've been through enough. But I did it to myself, you know. This 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 season I did it to my I mean, all every time I did it to myself. Yeah. You know, I don't think that they showed that in the last episode, like how much onus I took on that last episode. It was like, Oh, you know, poor Rachel. It's like, no, it's not poor Rachel. Poor Rachel was stupid enough to believe and think that she had something going on, you know. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't for Rachel. Yeah. I put myself there. Yeah. Have you, since that time, have you healed yourself? Like, do you feel like you're okay now, or you're still coping, or? Um, I feel like I've, I've done a lot of, like, healing and a lot of self-reflection, and, okay. but, you know, that stuff takes time, and my episode, uh, was, it's been over a year, mm-hmm. so, um, I've had a lot of time to definitely make some changes within myself, and I kind of like, you know, where I'm at, you know, just doing me, being by my, you know, myself, and just enjoying the way life is as it is, you know? Yeah. Not looking for love, you know, there are definite things that I would never do right now where I'm not open to, you know, like, you know, online dating and stuff like that, or um, looking for inmates. Definitely not at the top of my list. A lot of people love saying that. But she's not looking for another inmate. Oh, my God. Really? Okay. I, I might just take a selfie in front of the jail. Watch out now. Because we're all going to have a heart attack. Oh, my God. Don't make me. Don't guess me. <laughs> Oh man. Um. Besides your, <laughs> I said besides your thing. Have you watched the like? What was your other castmates? Did you watch the other castmate shows? And who was your favorite? I used to actually. I love them all. Like I mean, for at least for my season, I never really was like dedicated to watching anybody's seasons per se. But 
I really dislike watching everybody's because I feel like I have something to relate to with, like, everybody's story, you know? Yeah. When it comes to living that lifestyle, but, uh, oh, man, Deontay, he's got to... Oh, man, <laughs> yeah, he's something else, yeah. I got I to gotta get in on the bar. Oh, man. I got to say enough's enough. Like, hey, bro, we done did this. How many times we got to stop? Yeah. <laughs> got to stop. use an intervention, you know? Yeah. What do you think about Tia and Nicole? Man, that's a sticky situation, man. Like, that wouldn't, mm-mm. Yeah. Sometimes it, you got to leave the past in the past. You got to walk away from all of that, you know. Yeah. Rid yourself of that yeah. completely. Let them do them. There, if there was room for you in that equation, there would be, it would be there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's... Don't force something that don't don't belong there. Yeah. Let them do them. Yeah. It's so true. It's like, it's sad in a way, and it's like, what the fuck? You know, like. You know, like, it's always, you know, right. you could, perception is always good on the outside. When you're the outside looking in, you could always be a good judge of character. But I guess sometimes when you're in that situation, I guess you can't, you have blinders on, so you can't really see. So, like, that's the only right, thing exactly. I could think of. And love is blind. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It totally love is. Love is blind, and you'll do a lot of crazy stuff to make sure that you're there for a person to support them. And you lose yourself in the process. That's true. So that's kind of the only thing I've here to do is learn how to put myself first because mm -hmm. you know if you don't put yourself first you can't do nothing for anybody else you know yeah that is so true that is so true you know um what's been your 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 highest highs or your highest lows in life rachel that's a good question um i don't even really know my highest highs uh i think when i thought uh, hmm you know, this whole TV experience marks a real new chapter in my life because the highest highs is like, what? I'm on a TV show, and then you watch it, and then it's like, oh, God, no. Like, <laughs> you get sick to your stomach, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, I need to recoup. It's going to take me till next Friday. You know, so that my highest highs would be like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's cool. I, you know, Rachel, you did something that not everybody is comfortable or brave enough to do, mm -hmm. and it's okay. And then it's like, right after the episode's over, you just get the flu of the the hate and the animosity and the, the judgment and um, just a lot of nastiness from people. Like, then it's like, man, you guys took that all away from me. I, I thought that was a. I thought I displayed myself as a decent person, but course you guys are much more observant than I you know like yeah. I had to find ways to um find a happy medium between both times of the season you know like yeah coping and processing well so it's been yeah. pretty much like a double-edged sword it was a high and a low it's a double-edged sword for you in that aspect of it right yes yes incredibly I don't know how some people do it I really don't yeah are you into like the cameo thing as well like a lot of these people like you know from shows they do cameo or whatnot are you on cameo as well or um yes i actually am and it's funny because when i told my dad um i said somebody told me i should do cameos because they want you know personalized videos and such from me and my dad's like who the hell would pay to talk to you <laughs> i said i don't know i guess maybe they think i'm kind of cool or something and he's like, he's like that's a ripoff don't charge too much. And I was like, well, that's for sure, Dad. I definitely won't. Oh, my God. Dad's always there to keep me 
being humble. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he keeps it real, though. But I'm saying it's, it's true. But the thing is, he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes, I have the cameos, and they're fun. Um, I don't know that people like them. I haven't done a whole lot of them, but oh. um, you know, I get some. So I haven't had many like too interesting. You know, I haven't had any crazy interesting requests. You know, just the usual stuff. Oh, so but you I have done them. Oh, so you could get like like what kind of weird requ request could you get? Like what kind of request? I don't know because I got other friends who do cameos and they're like someone asked me to you know something about feet you know weird stuff. Oh wow! Talk to me like you know certain way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like wow, none, none of my uh, mm. purchasers asked me weird stuff. So I'm just gonna keep going. Okay, and you're not. And you're, I guess once they get too weird, I guess you got to go to OnlyFans, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That's what I was saying. Do you I have OnlyFans? You don't do OnlyFans, like right? No. Okay. No, I do not. No. Okay. Because that's another thing. It's like, it's either someone has Cameo or they have OnlyFans. So it's just like, you know, I know a lot of, like a lot of the reality stars, especially from like, like the 90 Day Fiance world and the Love After Lockup. I don't know who from Love After Lockup, but I know there's people that have um, OnlyFans and whatnot. And some people like seeing feet. So it's just weird. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, okay. I get a lot of those requests. Really? Like my, my DMs, people like, yeah, when are you going to start your OnlyFans? I'm like, what am I supposed to? I'm like, oh, what, do you, what do you mean? When am I supposed to start an OnlyFans? Like, for, for what? Like, you know, like, just like I keep hearing my dad's voice. And, and I don't know. I think, isn't it like you can do just about anything on OnlyFans? Or yeah. is it only just adult content? No, no, no. You, you can pretty much do anything. A lot of people do it for adult content to show boobs or whatnot, but a lot of people do it for like feet, like foot fetishes, or put their feet in water, or put it in in whipped cream with strawberries on top. You know, oh, some people like. Interesting. Yeah, some people like weird. You've seen the content I see. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, because like they have like the show. But yeah, there's all different kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like it, you know, it's the popularity is is for like more of the new thing, but there's other things you can do on OnlyFans though. But I mean, isn't there stuff that you could do like that's like non-productive? Like I can just be like me surrounded in a room with with chihuahuas. You could, here, yeah. Picture me paid five dollars a month. And people and, and, me in a room with chihuahuas. And believe me, people will pay for it. You don't have to be nude. You don't have that. to be. You don't have to be in a bikini. People will pay for it. <laughs> Not for me, another do it. But that's funny. No, it, if it, it works for other people, that's great. Sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't foresee that ever doing anything for me. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I know some people are just like exhibitionists that way and they don't care. So, you know, more power to them. Right, you know, yeah. they could do that and get money out of it. No, Shit. absolutely. Yeah. But I just can't fathom anybody wanting to subscribe to, to me on that level. I mean, I'm dumb enough as it is on Instagram. I mean, some of the stuff I put on there, you know, it's all, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a laughter type of person. I, I like laughing. That's, that's yeah. my thing. So yeah. it's not funny or uplifting, and I don't have much for it, you know? Yeah. So I don't, that's all it would be if I had one. Yeah. Do you get hit up a lot, like, from, like, fans or whatnot, men and women, like, you know, just, like, messaging you or whatnot? Like, is your mail overloaded? All the time. Um, I have like a plethora of messages in there that I um, I don't think I've even had a chance to read them all. Oh I mean, it, and the ones that I do read, they actually all are very kind, like encouraging, uplifting messages. They're not like, you're ugly as fuck or nothing like that. You know, everything's like really nice, you know, so 
Um, I'm really appreciative or how like my story was impactful to them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like your story in the show, you know, not blowing smoke up your butt, but like it was one of the highlights of it, like, you know, especially your heart and, you know, it's like, he's like, you know, like your story is like, oh my God, I really felt for you. I'm like, holy fuck, like what the fuck, you know, like, you know, your story was really impactful for that segment of your your season. Yeah. yeah, you know. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, there's a lot of things that weren't involved, you know, to show, like, dog being nice ever or kind or yeah. um, caring or loving. I just kind of kept it to, like, all the, the, like, dickhead content of him. But people would be like, oh, you mean there was actually really nice content that he, that he could have provided? Oh, wow. And there actually was. You know, I wasn't just that stupid, you know. Yeah. But, but thing that's is, they, okay. they cherry-pick what they want to put on for sensationalizing, you know? I think that's what it is, like, with a lot of shows, Absolutely. you know? They just do that for the highlights. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you were to, there's no way, uh, you know, to put 16 hours of a day into an episode where really you're only on, I want to say, you know, each cast member per episode has to be on for, what, like, five, ten minutes? Yeah. If you combine all the clips. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, it's... It's crazy because, like, there's some people you want to see how they're doing in life. Like, damn, they should have their, like, a spinoff or whatnot. Like, you know, like, because there's some right. people, like, you gravitate towards. And you're like, damn, I wonder how they're doing. I wonder how she's doing, you know? Like, yeah. I think you're one of those. That's why a lot of people look for you. Like, damn, I wonder how she's doing. Because your story was really, it was a great story, you know? Regardless of all the hoopla and whatnot, it was a good story. Yeah, I gave 150% into that. <laughs> Yeah. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> you can see I was in that relationship, hundred and fifty percent. I don't think I ever gave that much in any relationship wow. I've ever had. Wow. Like yeah, you're, so. yeah, you're the type of woman where a lot of guys was like, "Damn, I wish I had a woman like her." And then you had the woman <laughs> who looking at you like, "Oh my gosh, she's so stupid. What is she doing?" You know, like it's, it, it works both ways right. and whatnot. You know, like how could she not see it and whatnot? But it's like. You know, like, you, you know, the way you came across, you came across like a very good woman, and you wanted the, you wanted it to work, so. Yep, I definitely did, and I'm so, like, happy and grateful for the experience and, like, for the outcome and the lessons that I've learned from it because I will never do that again. I will never, ever undervalue myself to put myself in a predicament to let somebody do something like that to me ever again. Yeah. So in a way, it's like you have a life lesson that you can see over and over again that you're like, all right, now I know I won't do this again because it's forever on TV and then, and, you know, I can see what happened or whatnot, right? Absolutely. I mean, it can, you know, the emotions. I'll never yeah. forget those emotions oh, that, yeah. and memory. And the lengths that he went through to to be unfaithful was like, mind-blowing and I've dated a lot I've mm. had a lot of different you know kinds of, of men in my life so this one was the one that like broke the mold I never seen anybody so that like go out of their way to be like oh I'm so in love with you do this do that I got your name on me 20 times like wow it just, just didn't make any sense and then you're on my, up my ass all the time like we're never separated we're on the phone all the time you know so it was like when did you have time to do this like when i was in the bathroom or taking a shower like when did you have time to do this wow. you know 
So I really felt stupid. Yeah. For sure. Wow. It's crazy because it was like, from like a viewer's perspective, just watching it, it looked like he had the whole world. It just like, everything was great. Like, it was like you, you were like the perfect woman. It was just like, what the fuck? You know, like, I don't know. It's just... You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. as a viewer, I'm saying, like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I mean, as right. a viewer watching it, you're like, holy shit, he's got everything made. You're like, what the hell? Like, why would he? It was. He, yeah. had, he had everything made, and he just didn't want it. I guess some people, and I knew that, and I told him, I said, listen, bro, don't marry me, for real. <laughs> you did? Wow. <laughs> Seven years older than you, you gave up 10 years of your life to the state. The worst thing ended before we got married. I said, please do not. You're going to do yourself an incredible injustice by getting married to me. You need to go out and meet other women or whatever it is that floats your boat. You know what I'm saying? Live life out here in the free world. Figure it out. And then if you think you actually want a relationship, you know who I am. You know where to find me. Wow. You You said that? Wow. Marriage is a piece of paper. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the 20s is such a pivotal moment. Like, in your life, if you don't get the urges and sex and all that other shit that people need to be adults or find who they are, you're going to do it to somebody else. Yeah. Or in another relationship, you know? So get it out of your system so you know, like, you're ready to be like, yeah, let's do this family thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's yeah. Like, I don't know. I've, I haven't been in jail, but I, I don't know what it is. Like, you lose your freedom and then when you come out, it's like... You want to catch up on all the things you didn't get to do when you was released, I guess. I don't know. Like, I can't. I, I can't. I would have. You're 100% right. I mean, yeah. prison is daycare. It yeah. is adult daycare for the kids who don't know how to function in society. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, make fun of me for what I just pointed at. But, I mean, it's like you don't get to do anything on your own. Everything is structured. Everything is. You do everything that's when somebody else tells you to do it, you know, and it's just a very institutionalized way of life. You know, you, 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 then you come out here and you don't know how to act. You don't yeah. know what to do with yourself. Yeah. Ooh, this, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. You know, um, how are and, and how are you doing, though? Like otherwise, like mentally and like your situation now, you're good. You're happy now. You're like adjusting to life and, you know, away from like the, the hoopla of television and whatnot. pretty much normal life, you know, where people forget that you're on TV and um, Friday nights, I look forward to again, because I hated them every Friday night. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I can't watch, please no, <laughs> I need a drink, I can't do this. Fast forward with my best friend this entire season, I was like, oh, I can't, come on, that's so, I couldn't even stand my own face. <laughs> but, uh, straight up. Oh. But yeah, no, I, I'm much happier, I'm balanced, relationship free like and i love it yeah you know i i you know i'm I'm in control of my own environment my own feelings i don't you know if i want drama it's because i'm looking for it you know what i mean yeah or i fall into it i don't i'm very protective now of my energy and people that i associate with now so yeah do you like being alone as opposed to being in a relationship are you content in just being alone like you content by myself which I think is important before getting into another relationship yeah but it's like it would be nice I mean I'd be a liar if I said that it wouldn't be great to have you know you know a guy in my life who's got my back is on the same page somebody that I could trust and you know live life with but it's like 
going through the obstacles to achieve that is very um, like emotionally, mentally draining, and I just I don't I don't think I'm ready for all that. You know, to figure out like is this guy a player? Is this you know what's what, what's this guy about? You know, mm-hmm. to find out that they have 20 million different emails and phone numbers and all this other nonsense. You know, like I feel like I'm just if it's if it was meant to be, it'll it'll be. I'm not gonna go out there and look for it. Yeah. So you're basically just, you know, doing, you know, living your life, school or whatnot, working and just doing what everybody does from nine to five, pretty much. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maintaining the home and like, you know, fixing things or whatnot. Like, are you like, you know, are, yeah. are I you grass today? <laughs> I'm not feeling it. <laughs> you have you... got to get it done, you know, you have a riding mower or a push mower. No, I gotta push more. Oh, okay, okay. So, you but d- like you know, I live in the suburbs, so my house, you know, my lawn's not that big. But I am, I am very meticulous with it. You know, it's gotta have nice lines and edging and stuff. <laughs> Your lines are—they're not zigzag, right? They're straight ahead lines, right? No, straight line? no. They gotta be crispy or all in the same flow. So <laughs> I gotta pick them up each time I cut. So if I went this way one one week and the next way the other and the diagonal the other, you know. Very Midwest of you. <laughs> like, and the lines have to be good. <laughs> we have nothing else to care about, okay? Right. See, see that's the Midwest uh, life. Like, I don't know, trucks. Yep. <laughs> like, the grass has to be good. It has to be pristine. <laughs> It does, it does, and it gets competitive sometimes, too, because I'm like, what kind of, what, looks like he's using something different, different yeah. seed, making myself look different, you know, <laughs> the usual neighborly grass drama, yeah. you know, for those who are <laughs> into it. Do you hate the people that pay for it, they get, like, the outdoor service to come, you know, fix it up, and, like, oh, damn, they got outside people doing it, and you're, like, doing it yourself? Yeah, there's been times I've broke down, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try that life for a little bit, I'm going to subscribe <laughs> for a year, and then... I didn't like it. I was like, no, this dude missed it here. He didn't care to do this, do that. But now I just do it myself. You see, that's when you know it's bad. Like, when you know, like, you, like I do it better than the professionals. Like, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Um, have you done Christmas shopping yet? Are you ready for the holidays? No, I'm still behind. Like, super behind. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't done anything but, yet. Uh, yeah. I'll get there all in due time. I've got lists. I just haven't shopped yet. How about you? Um, no, not even not even close. And we're like, think about it, like the time this this airs probably Halloween would have passed already, but um like we're we're like November and December and haven't really done anything yet. I don't even have like I know I have to take my daughter out trick or treating, but um I'm not sure if her mother got her a costume already or she's going to wear the same costume from last year. But, like, in the Midwest, it's so different. Right. So you got, like, certain hours you can do it. It's, like, from 4 to 7. But that's that's good yeah, enough. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's good enough time on a Sunday, you know, just, like, get your candy right. and then go to sleep for school. So it's not that bad. You no, know. yeah. No, it makes, actually, I remember being a kid. I used to go to stay out till 10, or at least so the neighbors didn't want to turn their lights off. Yeah. So it's definitely more structured. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah, this year went by fast. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like the the I think last year was like the most miserable, depressing fucking year ever with the whole COVID thing. Like everything was like shut down. You know, things are kind of shut down yeah. in a way, but 
it's just so different, especially like dealing with mental health or whatnot. If people are trying to get mental health and like, um, you can't even see a therapist, you do virtual and everything yeah, is like portal. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's crazy. Like how everything is now, especially there's certain sporting events where you have to be vaccinated to go in. I don't know. Are you vaccinated? Uh, are you vaccinated yet or not yet? Or you don't believe in that? Or? I am because I don't care. Like, I, I was in the military, so I've been injected with stuff that I will probably blow in the dark 20 years from now. Oh, shit. I, I don't care. You know, if I can be a guinea pig for society to help make a product better, sure, why not? I don't, I don't care. But yes, it is becoming that way to the point where people could lose their jobs, their kids can't go to schools, and uh, you can't dine or attend certain, you know public festivities without it. It's such a different time. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's a... Really embrace that. Because I can understand to the non-vaxxers. Like, who wants to put something in their body that nobody knows what it does? Exactly. And yeah. it's only good for a year, you know? So... Yeah. I know. Like, there's people who don't even get the flu shot. <laughs> there's people who don't get the flu shot at all. Right. You know? <laughs> like, you know, but... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't, but then I can look at both sides of the spectrum because you think about it. When we were kids, we got all these um, the measles shots, the booster shot. Yeah, yep. yes, we got all those shots without even knowing what the fuck they put in in our body. And then, like, you know, when we're kids, we just get it because we have to get it done. I think it's gonna be, mm-hmm. you know, soon. I think it'll be mandatory for like five and twelve year olds. Not mandatory, but I think the vaccines will like they'll have it for that type of age limit because like. You know, I. For sure. Yeah, you know. and I think it's mandated in California now. It is right. Yeah, and New York too. Like in New York, you can't go anywhere, like to a restaurant or whatnot, if you don't have your vac- your COVID card. Like you know, they won't let you in the restaurant or whatnot. So, and those are the main cities. So, crazy. I think eventually it'll get strict that way. You know, depending on this Delta variant thing, I don't know, but you know, I, it, it's just a matter of time. It's just you just got to wait it out, and things is gonna happen. Ch- changes is always happening, regardless. Yeah, yeah, it is. That it is. You know. So, Rachel, um, what is your favorite food? Do you have a favorite particular food you like to eat? Honestly, I don't know that I have a favorite food, but whatever I eat, it has to be with rice. Everything is with rice? <laughs> Everything is with rice. I'm like, probably the only person, like, you know, I buy like a 30 pound bag from Costco or something. <laughs> I have to have a lot of it. Oh. That's just what I like with every meal. I would prefer rice over potatoes, like, any day. Oh, what is your cooking style like? Um, right now it is very singular. Um, I make stuff for really just myself, so it is very much a single person yeah. diet. <laughs> like, anything that I could just throw up in the, you know, and throw in the microwave or, um, Frying the pan, you know, eggs and things like that. Like, I, I cook for one, so like for for me, but yeah. it's for me because I, I have picky roommates, so yeah, um, <laughs> they like what they like, and yeah, it just uh, and when I want to eat something that's not that, I like I'm on my own. Yeah, and how you keep in shape? You're so petite. Like, how do you do it? I don't know. That's funny. Cause, it's just genetics, um, right? Genetics, probably. Yeah, I mean, my my dad's kind of guy. Yeah, everybody on my dad's side of the is just tiny. Really? Wow. But like after the show, like yeah, like both of my 
but I'm like really small. Like in my family, like I'm incredibly small. Like I stopped growing, I think, when I was like 11. Because <laughs> I'm only 14 really? and a half. Wow. 105 pounds. So yeah, like, I, you know, it's funny. Kids look at me and I'm like, is that an adult? <laughs> It's probably from it's probably from reading all those memes, <laughs> reading those oh stuff. Oh my like. god! Yeah, I mean, yeah, laughing. Laughter is such a good workout. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah, all those memes. Um, but yeah, no, there were times where I watched them. I'm like, I'm not hungry anymore. Let's just um, I'm gonna watch Saved by the Bell or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you think, would they ever ask you, if they ask you to come back on the show again, would you come back? Um, depending what it is, I would. But, oh, really? You know, okay. if that's anything with, like, dating in me, no. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. But, you know, like, if it was for something, I mean, TV in general, I would come back. I'd do hoarders. I don't care. I'd oh, really? Fun. Like, doing TV is fun. Filming is fun because I get to be me. If yeah. I mean, I'm weird, quirky, you know, um, funny, whatever. Like I like being me, being silly, and so any opportunity to do that on the right platform, I would like to do. But I wouldn't want to like. It's hard to say, but I'm not close off to the idea of doing other shows or other opportunities. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. As long as it's not like something for it's something for a, a better cause to better my image, not make it worse than what it already was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Rachel, on a Saturday, on a Saturday night, what's your go? Like, what's your like three go-to movies to watch with popcorn if you have nowhere to go? Well, that's a good question. You have so many good questions. Um, Thank you. I like. <laughs> don't make fun of me. I like Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yes, I, I love that. <laughs> Anything that was not made, that was made before 1995, I'm probably watching it. Yeah. So, yeah. Mighty Ducks, anything stupid and nostalgic is probably what I would be watching on TV. Oh, are, are you a fan of Airplane and, like, Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, yeah. I, think, you know, I was actually just, I bought the whole series of Welcome Back, Cotter on Amazon. Oh, wow. I don't know okay. if you've ever watched it. Oh. Yeah, I watch really old TV that nobody cares about. No, I do. I'm, I'm a. I, I love like documentaries. Yes, I love documentaries. I love that too. There's a Brittany Murphy documentary on HBO Max. You should check out. It's pretty good. I think it's episode two now, about like how she died and whatnot. Oh yeah, I have to take a look. Yeah. It's oh wow. Yeah, it's re it's really good. It's really good. And the Val documentary on Amazon is really good too as well, for Val Kilmer. Mm -hmm. He had throat cancer and everything, and he pretty much documented his whole life on a video camera, like from all the movies he's done. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really, really good. Check it out on Amazon. It's really good. Yeah, I have to. Uh, and what's your favorite horror movie if you have one? Um, I don't watch scary movies. <gasps> you don't, don't at all? <laughs> no, 
I, you know, I have to be honest. It was my first time ever watching Halloween. It was like a request, and I all I did was ask questions because I don't know anything about Michael Myers. <gasps> oh my God, I was Rachel. like, I don't get it. Oh my god! Yeah, I was really lost. I know. <laughs> Holy shit! Not even so. You don't know like Freddy Krueger and um, Jason, Friday the Thirteenth. I watched a couple of those before, and I would still ask the questions because I always watch things out of sequence for whatever reason, and I'm still just like, you know, what's up with this mask? Like, why, why isn't he talking to these people? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, why does he? You know, all I do is tear it apart. Oh my god! Because I have no idea. (laughs) Oh man! And um, my final question for you today, Rachel, is what would the Rachel of today tell the Rachel of yesterday? Never put anybody else above yourself. Never, never, ever put not put yourself first. Mm. That's what I would tell her. Wow, that's really good. That's really good. I like that. It really hits home, and I do appreciate that. I like that. Um, Rachel, um, promote. Is Instagram your only place where people can find you? Like, what, promote your social media, promote your platforms and whatnot? Um, yeah, I, was, I meant to do my link tree, so everything linked to it on my Instagram. But I do have a YouTube, and I do have Facebook, but those are my, um, Person- my platform, predominantly Instagram more than anything. Okay, okay. So if people wanted to, to like, find you, is just on Instagram, Rachel Love After Lockup, and that's how, like, they can see your pictures and connect with you and whatnot. Yep, absolutely. All right, Rachel, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and um, I appreciate your honesty and appreciate your candor, and um, I wish you the best in life, and if you are ever involved in a relationship, the guy will be one lucky guy, and good luck to you. Oh, thank you so very much. Thank you for having me on. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.